back to Batting Around. It's Batting Around. It's Baseball Podcast. I am your uh, host, Jane Austen. With me, as always, is Lauren. I'm Lauren. <laughs> uh, you're doing your little pauses again. I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to, to see you challenging my authority again. It's back. I'm the, yeah, I'm, I'm the Johnny Cueto of the podcast. Yeah, I, you <laughs> know, every single... <laughs> yeah, and Steven. Yo! <laughs> Uh, and a guest uh, that I'm really excited about this week, uh, managing editor of Fangraphs and co-host of Effectively Wild, it's Meg Rowley. Hey, Meg. Hello. <laughs> cool. I'm glad you're here. We've been we wanted to get you on here for a while. This seems like a really good good time to do it. Yeah, there's nothing going on. It's been <laughs> really <laughs> mellow, you know. Um, it's great. No, I'm happy to be here. I appreciate you guys asking me asking me on. Yeah, yeah. We, I I was hesitant to ask for a long time. We we know each other on Twitter for quite a while. Yeah. Um. I was been hesitant to ask for a long time just because like you 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 already had to do so many podcasts, do so much podcasting. Asking you to do even more podcasting felt uh somewhat onerous. No, it's it's fine. I think that your perception is perhaps shared though because I am not asked to be a guest very often. Which which makes me think that people are nice to me, you know. They're like, oh, I'll, I'll burden her with that, and it's like, no, you can you can burden me some. I, if I can't do it, I'll just say, no, I can't. I can't do it then. Sorry, and, and then we'll all move on. I assume that we can be adults about these things, but no, I'm happy to hang out and talk about baseball and other stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, like you said, nothing going on. Uh, <laughs> totally well, quiet. Yeah, I mean, there was there was the All Star break. We are we are past that little point, and really, who cares about what happened during that period? <laughs> yeah, but we also um, had the draft and the futures yeah. game. Like that was. Yeah, <laughs> we're insisting on doing this. I don't know. I, I don't know that the commissioner likes the people who work for the teams that he ostensibly has responsibility for. No one who works for a team likes this. So, no. No, that's the impression we. I, I think that everybody, even outside of the uh, inner baseball circle, gets. Yeah, yeah, everybody's tired, but deadline. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> really, when are like the podcasters and the writers going to get their all star break? Right. Yeah. <laughs> In some ways, it's nice that team people hate the draft being what it is because if I'm like I'm tired, people are like, "Shut up! You have a great job," and that's true. But like, I can still be tired at work. But when it's like team people who don't get their vacation and they're overburdened, how do they go from the draft immediately to the deadline? Their scouts are like, "I've been scouting 2023 draftees for months." Then I can make it about that, and I don't have to sound like such a whiny baby. It's perfect. <laughs> Yeah, it's a really hard day for me when I send seven emails, so I totally get where you're, where you're coming from. You know, like, the reputation that, like, teachers have, like, oh, you don't even work during the summer. Like, I don't know, they, like, we they, the baseball people do have, like, some time off. <laughs> like, They're... they might not during this period, but, like, they get, they get some time off. Yeah, I mean, it's like... Slower. Probably think, depends on the role. Yeah, yeah. It, it depends yeah. on the role. I think your time of it, it's at least predictable most of the time. Sure. I mean, less when there's a lockout, which was yeah. bad. And like <laughs> fitting it all in last off season. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's like, okay, you get to go on vacation, we think. Or you might have to fly back immediately. Who's to say? You know, I felt like an accountant who didn't know when tax season was. Because I'm like, yeah. opening day will happen and we will write about it. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna sit there and you're gonna do nothing except uh at any point 
you you need to do everything immediately. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, so yeah, the draft, the futures games. Uh, what were what were our big our big takeaways from that? Like, I, we talked about the draft a little bit a couple weeks ago, but we mostly just said like, I don't like to worry about the draft. Like until these people, you know, until these prospects materialize a little bit more. Right, yeah, in a few um, years. because it's yeah, because it's such a, a crapshoot with with prospects. You know, even even you know high uh, round or like you know like early picks don't right. always pan out and stuff but like i don't know what are the big takeaways from this the one? takeaways yeah. the yeah. big takeaways i mean i think that um well if if folks are interested in hearing from someone who can actually yes. like, evaluate prospects they can read eric longenhagen's coverage of fangrass i'm a go. person who like dabbles in that and make sure that all of the commas are in the right place so you know take take <laughs> of this what you will i mean i think that um let's see who should be excited i mean like the the top of this draft was interesting in that it had a genuine surprise because i don't think anyone had the rangers taking kumar rocker third so right. that will be mm-hmm. quite a fascinating thing to watch he and jack Leiter are reunited in texas now after mm-hmm. being vandy teammates for a long time that- um that really was my only take from the whole draft is it's kind of cute that they get to hang out yeah. together again. Yeah, they get to be pals. You know, bros get to be bros. So that's that's always exciting. I mean, I think that if you're – he seems to have already somehow managed to ding up his shoulder, which is surprising. But, like, if you're an Arizona fan, the fact that they were able to get Drew Jones second overall is incredible. Like, he was the consensus best player in this draft. If you're a Pittsburgh fan, like – so I, – I think that the the ceiling on the draft is like a broadcast event is pretty low relative to other drafts for the reasons Definitely. that you that you guys said, right? Where it's like, we're not going to see these dudes in the majors for a couple of years if we ever see them at all. Whereas like if you're an NFL fan and your your team takes a guy and he's not a disaster, like you're seeing that guy play in September, like that's exciting. But the the event as like a live event, I will say was actually like annoyingly good. Like I do not want you to have proof of concept here, but you you definitely do. Like there were all of these kids. There was this like older couple sitting right in front of us. They were having the time of their life. They were like dancing with the mascots, and I think the <laughs> league made made the draft appropriately small. Right? It's not like the NFL where like that thing extends for city blocks, and everyone's like. I, I I assume swears are swears are cool. Like everyone is very pro swears. Yeah, people are like shit housed at the NFL draft. Like <laughs> yeah. you know, booing oh, the yeah. commissioner, throwing stuff. But this was like a little more intimate and intimate enough that the couple of guys who were there when they got drafted and left the stage and went to like go do their stand up with MLB Network and ESPN, like walked right behind us. And there were these little kids who were yelling at Tamar Johnson, who Pittsburgh took at four. Like, Mister, Mister, will you will you sign our ball? And he, he's like doing it, and he's he's just like a he is a very special kid, seemingly. Like he has, you know, it's it's a lot of pressure to be a a top draft pick, and I think especially for a team like Pittsburgh, where you're finally coming out of the rebuild, maybe, and your fans have been disappointed for so long, and he just seems like a special person and an incredibly talented baseball player. So like there's exciting stuff here, um, but it is, it is a waiting game, right? Like we're not going to see these guys in the majors for a while, um, but some of them will probably be really good. I mean, we might see rocker sooner than later, just because I think that the consensus seems to be that Texas is going to be motivated to move him as quickly as his talent allows because mm-hmm. medical was bad and so they want to make sure that his contributions like manifest at the big league level if they're going to manifest anywhere and 
I hope he does great. Like it's not, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's not his fault that like this is the system and he's had medical stuff. So I hope he is uh, able to Mets rebound. Just, that the Mets just jerked him around <laughs> last season. Yeah. yeah, last best draft. Yeah, yeah, and like they didn't have you know. The Mets are the Mets, even when uh-huh. even when they're like exciting because they will spend money. And even though it seems like there have been some process improvements there, like they still can't help but Mets sometimes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but yeah, <laughs> draft. But now, now, uh, now we get to worry about guys who will actually play, you know, later on this season, presumably for new teams. Yeah, I I have had a really hard time getting it. You know, usually I can buy into like the trade deadline hype a little bit, the fun of imagining all these wacky trades going around. I haven't really felt it as much this season. I don't know if it's just the draft class, the the, the draft class, the class of people who are like likely to be traded is a little bit flatter, more disappointing this year. Or maybe I've just got other things going on. I don't know, but it's been harder for me to like latch on to anything super interesting here. Partly because I'm I I. The only person that's really interest, like an interesting subject to be traded, is Juan Soto, and that's right. such a, a huge trade that um, it's it. There's no real good outcome there for for either team in terms of like getting like what you actually deserve. Well, I think also the expanded playoffs make this inherently less exciting too. That yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's it, it, it's weird to to think of Soto in a different uniform. Like there were people at Dodger stadium during the all-star game yelling like future Dodger at him. Yeah. I think they were doing that because the nationals are in LA right now. Like they're playing against the Dodgers and he they might were be doing in, that. Got like a yeah, round of applause for his first at bat. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, it's hard. It's hard to like muster. I remember genuine doing that sim- for Harper. <laughs> oh, sure. Right. Yeah. And it's like, it's hard to muster genuine sympathy or like concern for someone who's probably going to sign like a contract, maybe worth half a billion dollars, but I just feel bad for him. Like, it's clear he didn't want any of the contract stuff to be public. Like it it was not his preference that this be litigated in, in the media. And now he's in this weird position with that fan base and like some of it I, I get from like a business perspective why they want cost certainty around him for the new ownership group but i'm like if you're the learners why do you give a shit like what the new (laughs) ownership group wants like is it really going to impact the sale materially Mm -hmm. i don't know so yeah it's it's weird to contemplate like what kind of of trade return that might generate i mean (laughs) it's gonna be crazy i think it'll be the dodgers or st louis and i feel like that's so boring that's the other thing about it like (laughs) if juan soto ends up a dodger it's like well yeah that happens a lot with them you know who's so like i'm i'm so i don't pay attention to this sort of thing who's the most interesting team that has a realistic shot at him probably st louis probably the cardinals or dodgers yeah i think i think that yeah, St. Louis St. Louis can do this thing where they they have prospects who are genuinely interesting, but then they also have young enough big leaguers to to really be enticing to Washington because the Nationals are not going to be good next year. Like whatever trade return they get for Soto, they're going to be bad probably for a while, right? Like mm-hmm. they have yeah. a very bad farm system. They are going to just be bad for a bit. And so when you're thinking about the kind of return that makes sense for them, like, I don't know that they want a guy who only has, you know, two more years of, of team control because like, 
they're not going to be good in two years. What good does that guy do them? I mean, I guess they can trade him later, but they're probably going to want a mix of very good prospects and then young big leaguers who only have a year or two of service time whose team control timeline stretches out theoretically into a competitive window um, that Washington might entertain. So like, that's part of why I think St. Louis is really interesting. And then for the Dodgers, like they have this incredibly deep farm system. Some of their top guys are names that people will know, but they also just have a lot of younger guys who are really far away from even needing to be put on the 40 man roster. And Washington can just absorb those guys. And then LA has shown a willingness to take on money if they're going to get, if it means getting a deal done. And so I think they just have a lot of different avenues to potentially swing Soto, right? Because they're going to be like, what's a Patrick Corbin between friends? Like, sure, <laughs> yeah. throw that jerk in the mix. I wouldn't like, mind getting him out of town. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> Like, you know, sure, we'll take on his money, like whatever. So I think they have a lot of different ways that they could get something done. And, you know, they there's a lot that you can say about the Dodgers um, and some of it is like a little less savory, but I think that like in terms of organizations that are committed to winning, like they really would just like to win world series. It's it's this novel thing they think about out yeah. there. It's like, let's go just win a ring every year if we can, you know, like, and they have a seemingly endless supply of prospects that they yeah. can deal to. Like their yeah. development just seems to be so good. That yeah. They can that they can trade to the nationals and let them not develop. Yeah. 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 Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, I've been I've been trying to think if there's any like front front office ownership groups left with like a wild card factor to them where they might just suddenly be in on it, like uh like the D back swooping in on Granky in 2018, 2017. That was weird. Yeah. No one was no one expected that. And they were just like, Yeah, we'll give them the next year. Fuck it. We're we're right. all in. Ken Kendrick's like, sure, okay. Right. And I, I don't think that there's too many teams who would like have that kind of um ownership still where like they're they're just gonna they're, they're just going to do something like that totally unexpected. I wish there were. I'd love it if like the Marlins were suddenly like, yeah, fuck it, let's get him. Right, whereas now Miami has said or or leaked, like everyone who isn't Sandy Alcantara is like, we're open for business, which is kind yeah. of a bummer. I mean, I guess really this embarrassing. is where we have to say like the Mets, right? Because when you're talking about mm-hmm. teams that are seemingly willing to just like spend a bunch of money and the Mets do have good prospects. And I think we have them like ranked in the top 10 from a farm system ranking perspective at Fangraphs, and, you know, Francisco Alvarez is like, so one of the things that they do at the futures game is they do batting practice and like, it, it is a different kind of power, <laughs> right? Like he's Francisco Alvarez has like the kind of power where you're like, Holy shit. <laughs> like I yeah, felt yeah. that in my chest, you know? Um, and, and so that makes them intriguing because they can do the money part and the prospect part. I think their mix of potential big leaguers to throw in is like less enticing because those guys are more established. And so it doesn't help Washington like be a good team in a couple of years. Right. But, you know, Steve Cohen is like, it sure is a shame that we like have to think about him so much. <laughs> I'd like to think about him less. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. I like my financial crimes like it, further from the the baseball fun stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like I'm glad that you're enthusiastic and seem to want to win, but like you do seem like you suck. <laughs> but I I guess that a baseball team is like more fun to show other people than the like deconstructed shark art. So like, <laughs> right. Here are the Mets. Yeah, if your investment is real estate, people are just are not going to be as impressed by like a, a sub a suburb. Right. 
Right. Yeah. Whereas opposed, you're like, hey, Max Scherzer, you know? <laughs> the eyes, they're different colors. It's crazy. <laughs> no, that's like the the only reason I ever want to be rich is so I could like be like minor league team owner rich. That's really the sweet spot there. Like yeah. major league, you have a lot of like problems that like decisions you have to make. Right. Minor league owner, you probably just like have like, you probably own like a car dealership or two. Yeah. Probably yeah. control all of the parking lots in like downtown Muskogee, Oklahoma or something. Right. <laughs> you have like Big Filet and Burger King franchises, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, tracks yeah. of each. Exactly. And you get to like go to every single home game. You're the you're the absolute king of the stadium when you're there. Yeah. Those marketing meetings are probably lit though. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's like you and two interns you're you're paying nothing to. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And like one of them is the Twitter account guy, and either the other one like knows how to call the guy who makes the banners. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he knows how he knows who to talk to if you need later hosen uniforms. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. He's like party city, I got a guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh Hey boss, I found this smoke machine. Right, <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. Can we do something with this? Hey, that's, actually, that's actually one of my favorite movie, um, like movie set facts, is that you can't actually for uh, for like anything that's like a film, you can't actually use the Party City uh, uh, smoke liquid. You have to have like the special brand that's only for movies. Oh, it doesn't is, doesn't appear on screen. What what huh. is wrong with the Party City smoke machine not, liquid? Not not smoky enough. Interesting. Huh. Yeah, it doesn't show up on camera very well. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it just blurs everything a little bit. Just doesn't like really. Oh, yeah. you're not getting that good smoke. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Wow. I'm trying to think of the brand. Um, no, I can't think of the brand, and it's probably like not even used that much anymore because of After Effects now. But uh, yeah, yeah, oh, everything. Sure. It's just like just like Fun house libs are gone. Uh, yeah, I bet the the real good smoke is also gone. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's anyway, funny. yeah, minor league ballpark, Rich. That's the sweet spot. Yeah, that would be that'd be tight. Yeah. <laughs> what's yeah. your What's your ideal like third tier city, third or fourth tier city to have a minor league ballpark in? What a good question. How are we defining a third tier city? I feel like I don't I'm think we need to define it. I think so we can cool. go on vibes here. Yeah, I would like New Orleans to have a baseball team again, but that's not yeah. a third tier city. It's not yeah. a third tier city, but I I support yeah. that. Yeah, it should have one though. Yeah, it's very point. strange that it doesn't. Like, yeah, they had until like a baby cakes moved town. The first right. time the city hadn't had baseball in like 150 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I guess like a lot of the ones that make good sense already have them. I wouldn't mind some of the, um, like, where are the minor league teams in Colorado? Like, are they in Colorado Springs? Let's get minor league baseball out of the Springs. Those people are weird. Um, <laughs> While you look that up, I think I can safely say I would go Tillamook, Oregon. Oh, yeah, Fine. that's a really good one. I'm going um, Council Bluffs, Iowa, and it's going to be a combination baseball stadium, truck stop, and casino. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's going to have all go. of those three things in there. Yeah, I'm just hooking up with the, with the dairy and ice cream people for the best concessions of all time at a minor league park. <laughs> that's really the whole goal there. Oh, that's huh. right. They had the vibes. The that's vibes. Right. So Colorado Springs had the Rocky Mountain vibes, 
Oh, who wow. used to be a Pioneer League team, and now, and they were only very briefly one. I think they were a Brewers affiliate, um, and now they're like in one of the like developmental leagues or something. Um, they're a partner league because that's what the Pioneer League got converted to when the minors got contracted, and it's like, a <laughs> it's like a, it's like a s'more. And the Incredible marshmallow logo. Mm-hmm. is a guy yeah. and he's going yeah. like this. And I'm like, you're, you're, and I'm doing the peace sign. This is you know, <laughs> podcasting, famously a visual medium, but it's like, it was the Springs. And so they couldn't commit. I was like, put a dispensary in the ballpark. Like, what are we doing? Like, that is- <laughs> Wasn't Colorado Springs the city that did like the crazy libertarian stuff and their like local government and like the city just like went to shit. They have that might be true. They like it's home to it's home to the Air Force Academy. Like okay. the academy yeah. is in the springs. It's a very it's a very religious community, put it that way. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And so I think they were like, We cannot invoke cannabis. People will have fun. What will we do with ourselves? Yeah, what like what are you? Uh, what could possibly uh, come out of like getting really stoned and sitting in, uh, staring at a, a baseball game for three and a half hours? Everyone would hate that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, it's lit- you're the vibes. You're literally the vibes. Like, come on. Yeah. No, my problem with the logo here for the Rocky Mountain vibes is that the little the little marshmallow dude is on fire, and given the state of like Colorado every summer, I don't. Yeah. Yeah, Very insensitive. As a marketing professional, the optics there are not less, ideal. Less than great. Yeah, they're getting worse every year. Yeah. <laughs> Much like the Nationals. Right. <laughs> Bringing it back. Uh, I mean, but their their farm system will undoubtedly be better after next Tuesday. Yeah, unless... 29 to 27. Let's go. <laughs> I don't know. You'd probably get a couple, like, you'll get at least a, a 60 future value guy out of that deal, I would imagine. I yeah. sure hope so. Could be true. <laughs> Could be true. And then it's like, I don't know, Luis Castillo will probably move and poor poor Wilson Contreras and Ian Happ are like sobbing in the dugout at Wrigley today. That was brutal. <laughs> yeah. Oh poor no. Guys. And then the, the Tigers said like Tarek um Tarek Scoopall was up for grabs. That was insane to me. Yeah. I oh man. That Tigers rebuilt. That's rough. That's rough really, stuff. Really they had rough. this like, brief window where we were like they're really good at pitch design and then they might still be but their prospects all got all their hitting prospects or pitching prospects got hurt and then they were bad i don't know like do you really let if this regime messed up the rebuild you let them trade your best young player that's a weird combination of tasks <laughs> to assign to somebody yeah i don't know and at that point the rest of the season it's like who who can win 55 games the right. Tigers are the Tigers, Reds or Pirates. We'll see. Oh. oh, I think I would put I would put money on the Pirates maybe to have the best yeah. record of any of, of those, those three. Teams. I think so. That is so grim to consider. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially like the the Tigers spent some money. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. They they were like they did the they, thing they we all work out teams of teams to do. Yeah. Right. Totally. Totally. But I I think it just really shows that like these huge teardowns uh, aren't <laughs> aren't always great. Like they they, they they don't work more often than they work. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so here you can like even when like you tried to just do that and then spend your way out of it, like nope, <laughs> it wasn't worth it. Yeah. At this point, I think it makes more sense to like look at when the cable deals get renewed than it is like what the team is saying in terms of like player development timeline for anything right. to actually change. 
Yeah, it's rough. Oh, well, this is relevant to this audience in some ways. Apparently, Max Kepler has a fractured pinky toe. Oh. <laughs> How now? That sucks. Well, I guess he's uh, probably going to stay a twin then. <laughs> yep, probably. How'd that happen? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I will admit that I, I feel like I'm, I, uh, I haven't watched as much twins as I maybe should. Well, say? he wasn't. He wasn't going to get traded to Toronto anyway. So right. that's, that's <laughs> off the board. Does it feel good to like have been surpassed? Because they had a they had a number of guys. And yeah, then... they had they had four, and I honestly think mm-hmm. that they would have had more if they didn't have like a huge rash of injuries at the time. Oh, really? Too. That's rough. Um, I think that there was a couple more. I think we predicted what five or six. Oh, yeah. There was there was uh, four of them, and I got two of them. I believe. Yeah. Uh, um, do we do, do we want to shuffle on over into this segment? Yeah, that seems oh, like a good segue. Yeah. yeah, let's. let's uh, yeah, go I got into the this spreadsheet week's... in front of me. Yeah, let's go into this week's player to be shamed later. Uh, I got I got three new ones. Folks. All right. Uh, we have uh, of the St. Louis Cardinals who begin a series in Toronto today. They are absent. Uh, Nolan Arenado, Paul Goldschmidt. And Austin Romine. Ooh. So yeah, the 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 Phillies really kicked off an interesting uh, <laughs> set of uh, players to be shamed later here yeah. because the Phillies had like a like they were had like significant misses. Most yeah. most of the teams that preceded them did not have anybody of super consequence. And then the Phillies rolled into town, and then the Royals with a quarter of their roster. And now the Cardinals with uh, Arenado and Goldsmith. Heavy hitters. And even, hey, even Austin Robine. Like, this is, this is, this is a hefty one. And remember, uh, at the very beginning, where we were like, ah, we're not going to get that much out of this bit. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I, after the first like couple weeks of this, we were like, I think this bit's kind of fizzling. Like, I don't think I don't yeah. know if the segment's gonna go anywhere. Like, especially when we saw like, oh man, like the Yankees are going there with you know everybody. Uh, I don't think much is gonna happen. And then like, oh no, so, yeah. it's been good. <laughs> the first, the first five opponents in order: zero, mm-hmm. three, two, zero, and zero. The last five opponents, two, two, four, ten, three. <laughs> but like in that four and that three, yeah, we're like big names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I think by accumulated war, this is the biggest team by a significant margin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Those, those first couple, it was just kind of like oh, a couple of relievers, whatever. So we did yeah. talk about uh, calculating the war when everything's all said and done at the end of the season. I'm, I've also started to keep track of the team's record mm. in like in Toronto. And so far, the Blue Jays have not been swept. Okay. Um, they have lost three series and split two, but otherwise have won every other series uh, in, with including two sweeps. So they've lost a series to the Yankees and the Twins. The Yankees, notably, both times were fully vaccinated. 
Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've split series with the Orioles and the Rays. And they swept the White Sox and the Phillies. Everybody else, they won. So. <laughs> can't, the Royals series, notably, they they won a... It was a four-game series, the, and they... Yeah, the, the, the AAA team did win uh, one game there. Yeah. Yeah. Managed one win. <laughs> Which so probably felt I'll, great for those guys. Yeah, know, that's good for them. I'm yeah. happy for them. They're the ones who showed up. They're cool. Yeah. Right. Notably, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think notably breaking news. We have we have some players to be praised later, or I guess now. Oh. Okay. Uh, because uh, over the weekend, it it was it was announced that the Baltimore Orioles have vaccinated their entire 40 man roster. Yeah. So unless they get an unvaxxed player in a trade, uh, right. yeah. they're going to be good for the they next hit, two times they're yeah. up. They hit 500 for the first time in five years, and they're like, "Hey, we're we're like doing a major league sort of plot here. Like right. we're going to be the underdogs. <laughs> right. We got expanded playoffs. We're making it. The Red Sox are shitting the bed really bad. Like, yeah, uh, sure. yeah, Toronto's not doing that great. Like, we can do it. Let's go. It'd be guys. incredibly funny if the Orioles became buyers at the deadline. I don't think yeah. there's no way it'll happen, but that would be that'd be some fun baseball. I think yeah, they'll. Yeah. I think at the very least, they probably won't be like massive sellers at the deadline based right. on where they are. Like, yeah. I think that Orioles fans just get to like be invested in Cedric Mullins for a while. And that's really exciting. That's like, awesome. Absolutely. They deserve they're a respectable it. baseball team. It is yeah. wild. It's, Which, I'm desperately trying to figure out if I can write off a cable package on my taxes now that we're getting money for this. So, so whether I can actually watch Orioles games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I don't know. I, I know that... <laughs> It is unsurprising given the player population that this continues to be a problem for teams, but just like, what is your plan, man? Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. are, are you saying like, no, we're going to be losers. So it doesn't matter if there has to be playoff baseball. In notably, I, like notably, uh, Nolan, Ar- did y'all hear Nolan Arenado's excuse? Wasn't it about, uh, I want to be able to reproduce or something like uh-huh. that. Oh, yeah. his, he and his wife are trying for a baby or something. Yeah. He's like, yeah, he thought he was going to make him sterile. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Buddy, it's not a sterile. Yeah. <laughs> if it was, we would know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Very different injections there. It's just, well, ugh, God. Yeah. Uh, and even, yeah, very, very flimsy excuse. Um, <laughs> Especially when the fact of the matter is uh, that all baseball players and all professional athletes and everyone you basically you've ever seen taken a photo of uh, is secretly trans. Uh, <laughs> uh, it doesn't true. matter. Yeah. It doesn't tell, matter. Tell us more, Jay. Oh, well, recently, uh, well, for really for the last couple of years, I've been very into uh, these these people online, um, uh, truth tellers, detectives, really soothsayers who uh, call themselves the Transvestigators. And we did briefly mention them on the show last week. Yeah. We're sicking them on Jose Altuve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correctly. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we did we did bring them up. I think, you know, some... I don't think we used the word T-boy swag when we talked about him, but uh, <laughs> I think it, w- it was implied. And uh, what was really wonderful was two days after we recorded that episode... Um, these transvestigators who are convinced that everybody, every celebrity, every politician, uh, basically everybody of note is uh, secretly trans. And 
what's really great is two days after that episode, I found a transvestigation on Sean Murphy, who may or may not be the inspiration for our <laughs> logo with uh, uh, with his uh, what FTM ass uh, <laughs> bouncing a baseball <laughs> off of it. Yeah, I always really loved like their 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 ways of analyses and doing. Um, yeah, doing yeah, looking looking at gender is in really fascinating ways. Right, uh, right. What? So if we want to look at this, I can I can break this down for us. If, if I don't know like. what half of I like recognize all of these words individually, right. but then they've been put in concert, and I don't know what they mean anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, okay, so first off, up in the upper left there, um, we see where it says the white line is proof, and they're talking about the baseline there. Uh-huh. Uh, the white line is proof that this person runs one foot in front of the other. How do other people run? <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, but what actually is happening here is uh, that Sean here has a, a female skeleton, and the hips and femurs on female skeletons like point in like at the knees that's called the q angle um and that causes you to uh walk like uh like jessica rabbit basically (laughs) Uh, famously a real person yes yes uh but if you walk like that that's that's a female gait is what they call it and if you walk one foot in front of the other like that and you can see on the baseline yeah 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 Men men walk with their legs just completely parallel mm-hmm. and like um, like robots, <laughs> like, right, like running toward his sister. Yeah, with right. His, like yeah. uh, like the hammers in the wall, the moving esque, <laughs> the moving walkways in yeah. airports. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And 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 females females walk in a much more seductive manner, like Sean Murphy here. <laughs> Going over to the right here, we see that he has wide round hips, mm-hmm. and if and then the bottom right there, you you might notice that there are two red lines drawn on the um, picture of Sean Murphy here. Uh, does anyone understand? What, That's what hourglass those are? waist, right? Well, what it's, that it's means is that hips and shoulders. yeah, mm-hmm. it's the ratio of the hips and shoulders there. Mm-hmm. Um, somehow, this is supposed to prove that his hips are just as wide as his shoulders <laughs> um, when he is um, not pointed straight on at the camera at exactly all. Yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah. this is like exactly. playboy this is playboy magazine analysis analysis yeah. I, yeah. you skipped over my absolute favorite part which is the the transparent female skull <laughs> transposed <laughs> over his face yeah i was gonna get there that's a big thing about these transvestigators um they're they they like just like turfs you know because they are a subset of turfs they are obsessed with bones they are obsessed with skulls um, and one of the one of the favorite it's kind of a newer development in the last couple months, really, it's blown up amongst them is uh, putting these like transposing these illustrations. And it's very important that they're illustrations. Well, because otherwise it doesn't work. <laughs> right. Uh, they put these illustrations of skulls over over the uh, their subjects. And this is the female skull one here. Which looks like a normal uh, human skull, more or uh-huh. less, compared uh-huh. to the male skull, which is like the the crudes. Like it is a, <laughs> it is just like it's like a crow magnet or something. Like it's a caveman skull. I love that the I love that the jawline on this skull is not yeah. does not remotely match his jawline. No, it at doesn't. All. Remo- yeah. No, and they they never really do. Like they'll they they seem to you know put these over the over the you know, the pictures of people just to what, how, however 
it suits them. Mm-hmm. Um, like no, and if you look at this one closely too, I mean, you can see the illustration of like the cranium like goes outside of the bounds of even the hat. <laughs> yeah. At points. Now, well, this is all part of conspiratorial thinking. Is that right. like you, you can take you the evidence that fits your theory is true, and the evidence that doesn't is you can just ignore. Yeah. Well, or or it's an exception to a rule. Yeah, um, you know, like I saw one. I, I'm I'm researching uh, transvestigators more for for another thing that I'm doing, and uh, I saw one today from a uh, from a woman on Twitter. It's a transvestigator, and she has her picture up on her profile, like for her Avi, and people and people got mad at her because she said that Trump was uh, uh, secretly trans, and. <laughs> Uh, and so people started being like, yeah, well, look at you. And she's like, well, the taller that a woman gets, the more likely they are to, you know, show some of these things. So it's like, it doesn't matter what it's her, though. <laughs> but uh, every one of these baseball players definitely is. And then also, while, while, while we're on the subject of Sean Murphy here um, and the, the skull transposed over his face, uh, also they like to point out that um, female faces have uh small close set eyes and the facial features like the mouth the nose the eyes are closer together and that will bring us to uh our next subject oh i don't Um, know we don't know about this one no i haven't shown you guys the rest of these ones can i just say though on on sean murphy with the like superimposed skeleton it makes him look like he's wearing glasses yeah, it is uh, very funny. Yeah. yeah oh yeah. it's like my it looks, God. it looks like Sean Murphy fell asleep at a party and they drew glasses over yeah. him. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Looks like a really sick face tattoo. Yeah. Like the coolest guy you ever meet in prison. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so moving on to our next one here, we've got Aaron Judge. Holy shit. Um, this which is, is very so funny. Good. They found the old, like one of the seven six foot seven uh, cisgender women in 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 the world, and yes. they, they forced yeah. her to transition. Yeah. yeah. Wait, hold on uh, a sec. That's a really cute picture of him. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Um, but and you can see here, this is another big thing. We have another one of we have that picture of the skull once again transposed over. Ooh, there's a triangle uh, now. But there's a triangle now. Triangles are really, really big with transvestigators. Mm. <laughs> um, and yeah, this one is proving that um, he has the small uh, facial features that are set really deeply or that are yeah. set very close in, together. In fairness in these pictures, it does really look like he's had a lip lift. Like, yeah, I mean, he might see where they're coming from a little yeah. there. I just would invite <laughs> any of these people to like stand next to Aaron Judge, like yeah. right. on a major right. league field. And describe anything related to him as small. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. a that's a big face because that's a big person. Like, what are yep. we doing here? <laughs> All right, and here's our next one. We've got George Springer. Oh baby. Um, uh, what I what I love here. Here's another one where they've drawn lines around. They love drawing lines on things. And this one here, uh, towards the right, you can see they drew one down his femur, uh, trying to say that he's got the female Q angle here. When clearly he's like rounding a bit, <laughs> yeah. you know he's he's turning. Uh, so that's that's how that's how a leg works. And this is also taking some some shots at his at his uh, fiance, yep. wife. That's like yep, yep. They do that. They call this an invert couple um, as part of the uh, the elite gender inverts EGIs. They call them because um, oh, it's it's all no. of them. Yes. <laughs> oh man, how do these? They can't just like let 
like they see a per the, a person is in their sights and they see them with their significant other and they're like oh well that one's obviously trans too well uh, one of the one of the big things that they've been talking about recently is uh, that the getty images watermark is uh, a 100% foolproof sign that everybody in the picture is trans <laughs> really so like shutterstock is off the hook interesting <laughs> no no most most stock photos also are okay 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 um all right next one no, here. i have so many t for t couple friends that i'm gonna get to introduce a whole new term to they're gonna love yeah, this. yeah 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 they get to know they're on the way up in the world <laughs> yep here's francisco lindor oh great one of the things that here is you're all coming from the same things. account yes they are with an incredible handle i know we're not supposed to like yeah 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 i'm not gonna that, say but it. it's fantastic Oh, I have a mutual with her. Awesome. <laughs> I do not recommend interacting with them ever. Uh, no. So I, yeah. I usually like, I just do screenshots and stuff. I usually try to keep that out. Uh, but yeah, here's Francisco Lindor. Um, we see uh, his his very feminine uh, thighs and uh, hips here. Mm-hmm. And then on the right, this is a good one. They talk because they like talking about how females have uh, sl- gentle sloping shoulders because uh, they apparently don't know what the deltoid muscle is. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, this yep. is just such a specific and terrible kind of brain worm. Like, yes. Yes. Do they ever what? investigate and go like, no, as as advertised, as stated? Like, F- funny you should mention that. No, oh, they don't. No. <laughs> <laughs> they even turn on each other quite frequently oh yeah i did i did see that one about yeah i yeah. think i saw yeah. that what are these pictures is lindor throwing up the devil horns what's that supposed to imply uh well depending on who you talk to because um most of the time they say it's uh it's a they're they're signaling to the other baphomet worshipers Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, they're Satanists too. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, okay. yeah. Some of Naturally. them say that they're Satanists. Uh, I'll go into it. I'll announce soon enough my the other the other thing that I'm going to be on talking about this. But um, yeah, so here we got Ronald Acuna Jr. Also devil horns. Um, yep, also doing the devil horns. I am sure. Of course, uh, we see the the hip to shoulder ratio. We see Wait. the line there showing <laughs> his arching back, his feminine arching back. <laughs> I'm sorry. This one image is just very clearly condensed. It's not yeah. even the right. It's like yeah. someone. Just... <laughs> like you know, they they you know they mess with the proportions of it for sure. Like they put it into paint. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yep. Uh, we can see that he's got a also that he has a flat forehead without the brow ridge that that a male has. Um, so they like to say that it's to protect them while fighting. Um, and and his his, as a result his eyes are not deep set enough and that's a that's a female trait like what are those um that's literally the opposite of like the whole basis of of like that facial feminization surgery (laughs) yeah pretty much yeah yeah uh we also see him even more clearly than george springer rounding a base um which proves that he has a female q angle here uh also you know several pictures of him arching his back and then the ubiquitous triangle skull overlaid mm-hmm, over mm-hmm. on his on his face which goes like into his hairline yes above, above his hair it, the, the skull yeah. the skull does yes also <laughs> go above his hair uh, <laughs> really really awesome the one of him jumping here i'm not really sure like what that's that that doesn't that doesn't really seem to prove anything small um, feet at all. perhaps yeah maybe I th- they, oh, just, that, maybe that, they like his that's spikes definitely his, 
yeah they're like check out these sweet spikes no it's definitely <laughs> a small it's definitely a small foot thing one of my favorite one of these transvestigator posts is like a fairly recent picture of Dolph Lundgren and they're like look at his tiny forearms and hands um, <laughs> I always read I read these in Trump voice in my head all the time of course <laughs> like like the one was like Amelia Clark's egregious dental arch is disgusting <laughs> 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 like i don't know i, I uh, love it i love it you know say what you will these people are under the age of 70 for the most part so baseball yeah. probably should be doing some kind of outreach to get them to become regular fans if they're taking this yeah. much interest in the players man yeah wow well anyway there's 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 my current uh little little <laughs> obsession what a funny uh, bummer yeah yeah exactly yeah. it is extremely dark all of this stuff because yeah. um, these yeah. people these people have driven themselves uh insane yeah for sure and you're yeah. like how do you how do you pull <laughs> someone back from that i, I i'm not uh, i'm not uh, sure you do yeah like, I what don't, yeah. <laughs> no I, I think they're at like the final stages of x y and on where it's like this is this is their whole life now. Yep, yep. <sighs> their their family doesn't talk to them anymore, and the fellow weirdos on the internet are now their family. Until they yep. until they get turned on by them uh, for being trans <laughs> yes. themselves. Until until it's found out that like yeah that they um, are a little clocky themselves, and then or that they uh, you know have a a little soft of a jawline you know yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's how it always works. I think from there probably you have to like start thinking like you've been brainwashed yourself and like you're, you're trans and don't know it. Maybe that's like where it goes. Yeah, like you're a Manchurian candidate. Yeah, for, yeah, for the trans. Yeah, like like yeah, the Star yeah. Trek uh, episode where O'Brien is like actually a clone. Yeah. Oh sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That, I'm, I'm scrolling through this woman's uh, account, and there's one of Pete Davidson. Yeah, no. Um, there, there are so many good ones, and I'd also like to note that the the two immediately preceding the Sean Murphy ones on her page were Kyle Rittenhouse and Stalin. So, <laughs> wow. So yeah. at. So actually, like this isn't like a new phenomenon. This has been going on since before the actual like first uh, uh, gender affirming surgeries were ever performed. It is. <laughs> it is basically everybody who's ever been photographed. Um, they they all are. It goes. It goes. I will, I will. I will Megan talk about. Fox, yeah. I can't Tom announce. Brady. I can't announce my thing yet. Um, but I will. I will make sure to let everybody know when when my new thing is out that will answer all of these questions, including <laughs> why. <laughs> like why what's the point of all of them being trans yeah uh, <laughs> wow yeah yeah sorry meg uh, I, just, I mean like <laughs> it would i'd feel sad for them if it weren't so damaging like this yeah. is just like oh buddy you gotta <laughs> Aren't you glad you came on the pod this week? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I definitely am. I, but like wowzers, this is wowzers. I'm from the 1950s. What are what are we doing here? This is wild shit. Um. Well, all right. Should we get into mailbag? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. All right, Fred from Honolulu um, always asks great questions. Love Fred. Uh, how do I explain F war to someone drunker than me at a game? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh geez. Um, 
I mean, I've done that. So yeah. What is your, mm. what is your approach to this? Um, God, uh, explaining war generally, I don't think is too tough. Yeah. Getting into the differences between war calculations is also, that's going to be more boring for the person you're telling it to. Oh, who's 100%. like a more casual fan. Yeah. But I, I guess you'd have to start ex- if you have to start by explaining like what FIP is, you're in a really right. dark place in general. Right. I guess I mean, the answer is don't do it. Yeah. The answer <laughs> is don't do it. I think the answer is like, don't worry about it. Just like, uh, have a, have a, another beer. I had a dream one time that, um, and this is, um, this is like kind of crazy on a number of different levels. Um, but I had a dream one time that like I was getting married and I had invited people to the wedding from Fangraphs and Baseball Perspectives and they got in a fight over war at the wedding. <laughs> That's awesome. Whoa. Yeah. I love that. And I was like, <laughs> I love that. And I was like, my work-life balance, just right. No worries here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The world's worst. Good. The, the, the baseball world's dumbest argument brought to like the most special moment of your life. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I think when, when explaining advanced metrics, like start small, I think WRC plus is a really good, like gateway drug for advanced metrics. Cause it's like, yeah. Indexed. So it's like every, every <laughs> one over a hundred is a percent better than league average. Like you're getting. Trying yeah, to... exactly. It's, it's exactly the same as like the Fahrenheit system. 50 right. is bad. 100 is, you know, not great. 120, uh, you're, you're in downtown Phoenix in, in August. Right. You can't <laughs> bike for another three months. Yeah. All right. Uh, Hollis Sloppy Thurston from the Discord says, hypothetical, the Angels acquire Juan Soto for minimal cost in the swindle of the century, meaning they still have Trout and Otani on the roster as well for next season. How many games under 500 do they finish? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, three. You know, with a healthy Rendon back, I think they could, they can make it as good as as like a one game under. Yeah. yeah, they're still well out of the third wild 80. card. Yeah. They're yeah. close. They're close to the ace. It's it's bad. Oh. It's yeah. really, it's really very bad. It's like, I wish that the commissioner would make them trade those guys. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's brutally hard to watch, especially like because every Otani start is, is is like an incredibly must watch. Right. Yeah. Right. And then the bullpen comes in. You're like, oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> right. At MLB Feel It on Twitter. Uh, what would be funnier in the second half, the Yankees or the Mets imploding? I think like it's the Mets would be funnier. It's always the Mets. Yeah. It's always the Mets would be funnier. The, the Yankees, Mets would be I mean, funnier. Would be the like Yankees a... would be more satisfying. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, yes. I mean, I I am I am the biggest Mets hater you'll find, but <laughs> I know that they are more of the good guy team in this case. Mm-hmm. So like it might not be quite as satisfying to see them yeah but like they're also the mets so the jokes write themselves and 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 well i think i think the expectation that they're going to fuck it up is a factor here because Mm -hmm. like if they if they blow it then everybody's just gonna go oh well they did right they met totally disagree Totally really? disagree. Total basis of humor is that you tell someone you're going to tell a joke, you tell the joke, and, and then you get the laugh. 
<laughs> Which of them is a more satisfying team to like totally choke in the postseason? Yeah, because they're both gonna they're Yankees, both gonna yeah. be playoff teams. Yeah, I mean, unless something I, really wild happens. I I think probably the Yankees because uh, actually no, I think it's uh, the the Yankees uh, one is less satisfying because that probably means the Astros are gonna advance. <laughs> True. The Astros prospects got booed at the Futures game. At oh, that's, come wow. on. That's, and, no, this, and one of those, one of their guys, of like, started in Cleveland's system, I think. Like, he wasn't <laughs> even originally a Houston guy. Wow. And I was like, all right, I get it, but, like, leave these kids alone. There's, like, I mean, they're three not kids. guys they're, left like, on that they're team. young men, but, like, come yeah. on. There's like three guys left on that team. That's ridiculous. At, at least one of them was probably in high school when it happened. Yeah. Like, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I don't know. Carlos Correa doesn't get booed at Target Field, and you know, so I, so I, I wonder what I wonder what the deal is there. Yeah. I find it really interesting that Altuve gets it so much more than Bregman because, like, I know that Altuve yeah. had the MVP and everything, but like, do you remember when Bregman was like flexing in the dugout yeah. and stuff after <laughs> home runs? I was like, I don't know, man. If you're gonna, that's gotta be to- racism. Like, I, I I think that's it's the only probably part of it. It has to be. Yeah, because yeah. like I don't know, Al- Alex Bregman is so unlikable. Like just as like visually, he just looks like a <laughs> douchebag. <laughs> well, and there was a while where he was like really leaning in. This was before yes. the scandal. He was like yeah. leaning into kind of being the heel in a way that I found like kind of productive because he was like. He was a heel on the field, but it wasn't like Bauer where he was like clearly an asshole. And you're mm-hmm. like, I don't want to root for this yeah. version of being a heel because you're like harassing 19 year olds on Twitter. That sucks. Right. <laughs> um, but, but like the back carrying thing in the World Series was super, that was like super fun heel stuff. Right. Yeah. Right. And then it all, mm-hmm. it all took. Then everything else happened. Yeah. Yeah. I do wonder well, if that whole thing gets read differently in hindsight if instead of doing the press conference, which was a total disaster if they had just gone straight to the clubhouse. Because, like, a lot of their clubhouse answers were fine. Like, they weren't perfect. No one's ever going to be totally satisfied because they didn't get the title taken away. But, like, they were contrite. They seemed like they knew that there was a problem as opposed to the presser where they were, like, so stiff. So, I don't know. I just... Part of this is... Not that we have to feel bad for them, but it's, like, part of this is definitely, like, Astros PR once again being, like, kind of out of their jobs. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Kant saying, if in between innings the stadium staff asked you to choose a baseball challenge for a prize, which of the three challenges would you be most confident about choosing? Uh, catching a batted fly ball, you know, probably, like, off a of fungo or something. Uh, handle a grounder to second and throw to first base cleanly or uh, throw a pitch from the mound to the plate for a strike. And this is kind of like, this isn't as like egregious as the like, uh, oh, do you think you could like even make contact off a pitcher? But I still think these like, I think more people are going to have trouble with these than they think. Yeah, way more. Yeah. Like the, the grounder, anyone, yeah. Like a, a fielding a grounder, uh, if, if you're like over the age of 25, gets increasingly hard every year. Yeah. Especially if you're not doing it regularly. How fast yeah. is that grounder, too? Is it just right. like, oh, this is 95 miles an hour <laughs> right. off of like a pro's bat or something? Right. Yeah. Or it's like, yeah. you know, this is this is in a beer league softball game. Like, it's a completely different thing. Yeah. And, and getting the ball over the plate is doable, but throwing it for a strike, that's uh, the significantly bigger yeah. challenge. I think the outfield is the easily the yeah. most likely one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Really? It's still very hard. Yeah. I, I up front could not in a million years do any of these things, but I feel like 
throwing the strike would be easier than the outfield. No, go catch with two hands. Catch with two hands, yeah. Steven. So right. Yeah. When you follow the ball, track the ball. When you are on the mound, uh, sixty feet six inches away, it is a lot further than. Yeah, you're it like, looks. wow, that is far. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I don't know. I've done it. It's not. It's not easy though. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially what with like no training. Yeah. One right. of my great fears is that I will be asked to throw out a first pitch, which probably will not happen. <laughs> but like mm-hmm. when when Mina Kimes had to throw out a first pitch, I was I, and I know Mina a little bit. I was like actively nervous for her because it's just so observed. And mm-hmm. they didn't have her throw from the mound. They they hardly ever have like ceremonial first pitches thrown right. from the mound because they're <laughs> like, what if we weren't assholes to people we asked to come hang out with us? Like, <laughs> but I, I, I would just, I would do it badly, and then I would be mocked forever, mm-hmm. forever. Yeah. Getting getting the short notice, like asked to do that, is like a, that's a nightmare. Yeah, it's you, like you, the you, fastest you, like, way to train. end up in some really embarrassing YouTube compilations for. Oh yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, up there yeah. with uh, uh, Fifty Cent and who's that? Who's that girl? Who was that? The, through the really awful one, Raya Carey. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there, I was too. gonna say there have been a couple over yeah. the years. There's a lot of really bad ones. <laughs> Meanwhile, you got the you got the fucking the that one dancer the korean dancer or something oh that, did like, like the, the handspring and oh, yeah. there's a bunch of those yeah there's yeah. there's yeah. A, a bunch of pops pop idols do that yeah those yeah. are always yeah. fun and, crazy like, simone biles threw out a first pitch at an astros game and she did like crazy flips and i was like yeah. how, how do you yeah. do anything it's so amazing like human bodies are incredible <laughs> like I, really? I would just need really? to lie down <laughs> yep okay uh, just a couple yeah. more. No, here. if Michael Jordan can't throw a strike in a, a celebrity first pitch, n- neither neither can we. Yeah. yeah, yeah, not gonna happen. All right, Lake Monster on Twitter, which is stupider: Nolan Arenado being convinced the vaccine will impact his fertility, or Carlos Correa literally naming his child Kylo. Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, yeah, his his son is named Kylo. Kylo. Like after uh, after yeah, like Kylo, Kylo Ren. Like Ky- like Kylo Ren, I don't know if no. it's after Kylo Ren, but no, that's yeah, that's true. No, it is true. Um, oh, I mean, it's still no. Nolan Arenado. Uh, yeah, but so like, Nolan yeah, Arenado. yeah, yeah, but the uh, the other thing merits like consideration at least. <laughs> right. Oh yeah, it's in the conversation. Name your child Kylo is not a public health concern, but yeah, I think yeah. it's just a very like normy thing to do to name your kid after yeah. like like after Game of Thrones or Star like Wars or whatever. Yeah, yeah. 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 Exactly. All those all those little girls walking around Daenerys, and it's like, oh, this isn't end well. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I need to change that one. They're they're like getting into middle school soon, and it's going to be real 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 grim for them once yeah. uh, their friends have watched that show. Yeah. Oh, I'll have to. Mm-hmm. I'll have to keep tabs on uh, my one friend who works at a middle school. See, like <laughs> the names coming up. Yeah. No, I, I always think of uh, was it Nicholas Cage who named his kid Calal, or was that uh, no? That was the Clerks guy. Uh, one of them named their kid Calal, and that was like a famous celebrity. That's that's basically not. Oh no, that's that's Nick, that was Nicholas Cage. That was Nicholas Cage. Kevin no. Smith named his daughter Carly Quinn. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Oh no. Yeah. 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 So yeah. so Kylo, like it it it's goofy. I don't really think it's like egregiously dumb, just because it's such a something people do. I don't agree yeah. with it. It is. I do think it's better than like adding a bunch of A's and Y's to a name like like Kalen. 
Uh-huh. Right, oh, which is what baseball players yeah. normally do. Like, yeah. yeah, there are so absolutely. many. There are a lot of weird Bradens floating around. <laughs> yeah, with, with like I don't know how you got like a Q in there, pal. But yeah, like why are there extra vowels? There's so many. Every vowel is in here. <laughs> don't understand. The most insane possible spelling of Ashley you can possibly think of. <laughs> the name demonic spelling. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just just cause, yeah. Yeah, just got married to uh, let's say uh, yeah, some somebody in the Braves farm system in Double A. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, congratulations okay. on the happy couple, Michael Harris the <laughs> second. Right. <laughs> all right. Um, I think that's all we got for this week. Uh, Meg, thank you so much for uh, for sitting through all of that. <laughs> uh, well, thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, it was super fun. Very fun having you on. Uh, all right. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, go sign up for the uh, the Patreon. We're going to have uh, Patreon bonus episodes here coming up here pretty soon. And uh, we'll be announcing some watch long party dates like tonight, probably. So uh, go sign up. Patreon.com slash batting around. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye.